on everybody my name is dustin this is trey we are stable connection how you doing trey i'm doing fantastic we got an episode for everybody today we got a lot of stuff to cover there's really no new news that i've seen uh this is just gonna be like a fun episode but before we get to the fun uh we need to take a moment and i posted this on tiktok a couple of days ago but uh, we have learned that Jay Briscoe has passed away in a car accident. He was with his two daughters. Uh, I know one of them is went and undergone surgery, uh, pretty pretty bad surgery. I don't know how she is doing at this time, but we wish her a speedy recovery and hope all is well. Uh, praying for his family, his brother especially, uh, his wife kids, everything. Got anything on that tree? No. Okay. I'm good. I just, I mean, it's kind of like, like hard to think about because I took my girlfriend to her first wrestling event and her favorite match was Briscoe's and FTR and then a month later this happened. So it's kind of hard to like wrap your head around. Oh, I I 100% agree. Um, this episode's kind of special, uh, because we have a new guest. It is our first guest ever on the show. Everyone, please welcome Jacob. Jacob, go ahead and tell a little bit about yourself to the the podcast. Tell tell them who you are and what you are here to discuss with us. So my name is Jacob. Like you said, um. I was friends with Trey in real life. That's how I'm here. Um, I was a wrestling fan from 08 to like 14. I kind of gave up on it. I was kind of growing out of that. But then I got back into it in 20, in 2020, and I've been a wrestling fan ever since. So, awesome. Um, we got we got quite a bit of stuff to discuss today. But our number one thing is the Rumbles. Oh, you're that going off on my that didn't come through on mine at all. You're good. Um, I kind of had the idea, kind of gave us a challenge. Um, we watched every Rumble from the first one, and I stopped at after 2016 because that's when I started watching wrestling again, and I obviously remember everyone since then. But I personally watched everyone from 1988 to 2016. And today we are going to rank our top three. I don't know where y'all stopped, but... I stopped at like 2009 or 2010. That's what I stopped at too. Um, since we have somebody new with us today, we're going to let him go first. Uh, we're going to start with your... We're going to start with the worst rumble that you watched. Okay. So... My worst Rumble that I watched, it, it was a toss-up between two of them. It was either going to be 2015 or 1988. And I ended up just going with 1988 because 2015 was at least like entertaining enough to watch. But 1988 was just so bland. There is no real incentive of winning. It was just 20 people. 
and I just it was so hard for me to get through it. And I started I started watching all the rumbles starting at 1988. So I was like, okay, this is an awful start because it was so hard to get through. I I'll agree. 1988 was pretty bad. Um, for one, it was just 20 people, and if I'm not mistaken, I honestly dozed off through it. Um, there wasn't any entrance entrance music throughout most of it. There was not. So whenever somebody just came out, you just saw the person. Um, Trey, worst rumble that you watched, or worst rumble to memory. I'm going with the greatest Royal Rumble, and I don't care whether you disqualify it or not. <laughs> I would rather watch 1988 again than watch the shit show and the mess that was the greatest Royal Rumble. I am saying 2015, uh, simply to due to the fact that WWE was pushing Roman Reigns down our throat at the time, and it was to the point where nobody wanted to see Roman Reigns on the screen. Nobody. It was. It was just bad and then you have Big Show and Kane eliminating everybody after being eliminated Daniel Bryan gets eliminated that was the fan favorite and then The Rock shows up out of nowhere and even The Rock got booed that's that's how bad it was so 2015 is the worst rumble ever in my books uh Jacob, your third favorite Rumble. Number three. Oh, God. Okay. So my top three, I felt like I could put them in any order. But I think I'm going to have 1992 as my third favorite. Okay. Um, 92. Let me look at stuff. So 92, it was kind of cool because that was actually the first Rumble, from my knowledge, that there is an incentive of actually winning. And it was the WWF Championship. Oh, that's the one Ric Flair won, right? Right, yeah. He came in at number three. Ric Flair won it. Um, I remember when I was watching it, I hadn't watched uh, that Rumble in so long, so I couldn't remember who won it. So I remember when Hogan came in, I was so nervous because I didn't want Hogan to win. It was going to be like the, the Roman Reigns of 2015 thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was kind of worried about. But then, but then Flair ended up winning it. And at the time, also... He was, I believe, the NWA champion. So it was kind of interesting in 92 that the NWA champion came into the Rumble and lasted from number three all the way to the end and won it and became WWF's champion as well. Okay. Uh, Trey. I want to preface this with I have a few honorable mentions because I feel like they were good, but they're not my personal top three. Um, 94, I think the way they presented Diesel, just wrecking shop as this big, you know, bad, I guess, monster, for lack of a better term. I think that was well done, like, great storytelling. And then having Luger and Hart tie at the end was fantastic. 2001, I honestly think, or in my opinion, the only reason it's not my top three is because there are so many hardcore spots, and it was just... Like, it started off just hardcore after hardcore after just... Oh, that's where Kane has just... all the weapons, isn't it? Yes, I yeah. think so. My, my note was literally too much hard. It was, it was. Like, they just kept bringing in weapons and stuff to try to get Kane out. And it's just like, 
like I get it, it's every like you know free for all, no rules, do whatever you can. But like, it was too overbooked in my opinion. But then I think the the ending was just it. It made me feel like everybody wanted it. Like yeah. Everybody wanted to win. It meant something. That, like if they wouldn't have had all the hardcore stuff at the beginning, um, I think it would have been great. Um, my only note on 2003 was that Lesnar won and that Chris Jericho said son of a bitch five times <laughs> over the course of him coming out and getting eliminated. <laughs> Which, I after the third one, I started counting. Um, 04 was the year that they started showing the names when people came out. Which, the fact that it took to 2004, I thought was insane. Um, but my third favorite... Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. So, going into this, my third favorite was 2016. Because that's the Rumble. That Rumble is the reason I started watching wrestling again. Um, Because there were rumors of AJ Styles going to WWE. And that was what I was like, oh, like, come on. AJ's a TNA guy. Like, he's not going there. And then he showed up. And that's why I started watching wrestling again. And I've been watching ever since. However, upon rewatching it... My third best or third favorite is 2010 because you have Shawn Michaels trying to get that, that main event spot. Um, I, I guess Taker, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. It was, um, uh, was going to be Shawn's final chance at Taker. Yes, yes. And he, I mean, the storytelling with Shawn of being upset and like, I guess going crazy or, you know, whatever. Uh, even to the point of, you know, sweet chain music to the breath. I think that was beautifully done. Shawn Michaels like, has a it, thing about entering rumbles after he's been eliminated. Yes, <laughs> but um, it just it made me feel like even all these years later, it made me feel like like feel for Shawn Michaels and feel bad for him because it's like, man, like that was your chance, and now you know, obviously you didn't do it, and I, I felt for him. And then I think Edge coming back unexpectedly and winning it at the end was just icing on the cake. My number three. So I had a couple honorable mentions. Um, 2016 was probably one of my favorites just because AJ Styles. I grew up watching TNA Impact. Um, 2010 was another one of my honorable mentions. I loved it. It had a lot of good matches on it. Um, I know we're not grading by the, the match card. But 2010 had the uh, the Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio match. Honestly, one of my favorite matches. Um, but my number three has to be 2008 because I'll I'll, I'll be honest with y'all. I was a big John Cena guy when I was growing up. Like I was I was John Cena all the way. My question was it Thugonomics John Cena or both John Cena now? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I really wish Cena would have at the end of his career would have went back to it. But which he did. He came back at WrestleMania as a Dr. Thugonomics one year. But he was supposed to be out for like nine months. And he comes back, what, five four or five months later? Yeah. But it's like five, six, so something somewhere and, around there. Way too early. <laughs> or way earlier yeah. than everybody thought at least. When his music hit, and everybody heard it, and then Triple H heard it, and he looked. The look on Triple H's face was priceless. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he wins it from number 30, first person to win it from number 30. So, I, I'm pretty sure it was first person. He's either first or second. 
Um, <clears throat> he's second, sorry. Uh, but I think that was an awesome moment, especially for any wrestling fan. So that's my number three. I think it's weird, and I, I didn't even consider this or think about it until I saw it online the other day, about how they treat 30 as such this big thing and... You know, oh, you know, if you get thirty, you have an advantage. But only two people have won from it, or three. I think it's, I think it's up to four now because it's tied oh. with uh, oh, spot right. twenty-seven now. But it's like out of God, I can't even do the math. But what thirty plus years, twenty yeah. plus, it'd be forty years, whatever it is. Only four people have won from thirty, and they treat it like this. Like you would think. I mean, I get it, it's you know, oh, it's unpredictable. But I think you should have a few more people win from thirty. You know. That's my personal opinion. And like I said, I didn't even think about it until I saw it online, so I can't even take credit for that. But yeah. once I read it, I was like, oh, like that makes a lot of sense. Like, Why do more people not win from 30 if it's statistically the best spot to get and it's such a big advantage and then they get thrown out as soon as they get in? It's like, you kind of, you're hyping it up for nothing. Jacob, you're number two. All right, number two. I decided to go with 2001 on this and Trey kind of spoke about it a little bit, but you know, the funny thing is, so Trey didn't like it because the hardcore stuff. I loved it because the hardcore stuff I loved, I loved the chaotic nature of that, of that entire match with just like so many people bringing out so many different weapons and like using the, uh, the trash can lids and stuff, hitting people on the head. And also, I loved how dominant Kane was in it. I really thought Kane should have won that. Um, I still like, you know, Steve winning it, but I really thought Kane should have won that Rumble. I I honestly feel like Kane should have won a Rumble by now with as many eliminations yeah. as the man has. He's the greatest Royal Rumble competitor, and he has never won. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey, you're number two. My number two is 2005. Um, this is one of the ones... My number two and my number one, I already knew were my number two and number one going in. Um, I thought it was going to be my number one and then 2005 and then 2016. Obviously, 2010 changed my mind. But 2005, starting off with <laughs> with Ben Wall and Eddie, fantastic people to start with. And then Daniel Peter coming in and them just laying into him and chopping him up and just beating the crap out of him and then um which holly was it was hardcore holly right mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> and they all just team up on the new guy like it just it was funny to me it's a spot that i like it makes sense and it's just it was good storytelling it was a good way to you know whether or not I think ribbing or hazing the new guys is okay different story but it was how it was back then it was like an insider thing that if you didn't know, you didn't know. But if you knew, you knew. And then him immediately getting thrown out. And then the ending with Batista and Cena eliminating each other at the same time. Vince McMahon um, tearing his quads. <laughs> yes. So them eliminating each other, it gives it that extra, like, who wants it more? So they restarted it. And then you have the infamous Vince McMahon coming down, tearing his quads, and then... You know, them throwing each other over, like, oh, I won, oh, I won. It shows the brand supremacy thing. Like, it just, it was all good storytelling from start to finish, I think. 
and it has so many iconic moments that people still talk about. Like, I don't think you can have a top five without O five being in there. That's fair. So mine was one of my honorable mentions, by the way. My number one and my number two, I struggled with. It it took me up to today to figure out which one was going to be which. My number two, this might be a curveball. Royal Rumble 2020. Oh. It had a lot of good moments. You had Brock Lesnar eliminating 13 people. The first 13 people in the Rumble. Uh, you had Ricochet with the assist eliminating Brock Lesnar. Which up until that moment, Ricochet's main roster run wasn't very well. And then he helps Drew McIntyre eliminate Brock Lesnar by hitting a low blow. And then Clay Moore over. But when that clock hit and Edge's music hit, dude, I, the little kid in me came out and I just lost it. I was watching it with my girlfriend and I started like, what? What's going on? No, no. And he comes out, he's crying. I fucking, I, I'm, I'm be honest with you, I started crying. It, it was, it was something else. Uh, he didn't win, which he won the following year, so that's something. Uh, Drew McIntyre won. He went to WrestleMania, won the title, got it off of Brock. Thank God. Um, but yeah, that's not that's my number two. And our number ones, starting with Jacob. Okay, so. I decided to go with 2006 as my number one. Because I just, I don't think there is a better feel-good story than Ray winning it after Eddie died a few months before. And especially him being at number two as well. And just, it was just an emotional rumble all because of Eddie dying before that. Trey, before we continue, Jacob, Trey, is yours the same answer? Yes, it is. Mine is Same too. reason. I mean, yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> you. Can, you really can't like his best friend, the guy he considered his brother, passed away. Like they had the emotional connection. Everybody knows Eddie and Ray, and then the oh, like you got one more over on me for him drawing two, and yep. then last in the best Rumble, um, uh, not appearance but performance ever. And then him winning it for Eddie, um, and then going on to win the belt at Mania too, all for it. Like it's just you can't. If I'm not mistaken, Daniel Bryan holds the record now, right? As the Iron Man, I believe yeah. so. Okay, they probably but, won't show it as that no more though, because he's no longer with us. I don't. I don't think they'll present him as the, the Iron Man anymore, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess. I, I guess we'll find out this year. Yeah, say that. Dude, that's okay. I know we, you know, we're we're done with the rumble grading because we all in the grades that oh six is the best. I I have a surprise thing for you though, or for okay. y'all. I kind of told Jacob about it, but um, I'm gonna ask y'all questions about the rumble, see if y'all knew it or not. Okay. So we kind of went over it already, but. The only rumble to have two winners. My notes. I want to say 94 off the top of my head, but let me double check. Yeah, 94. Yep. 
what I was thinking. I wasn't for sure, though. Who was the very first entrant into a Royal Rumble? Like, like ever? Ever. I wrote that down somewhere. Top of my head. Wasn't it, wasn't it Brett? I want to say it was Flair. Jacob got it. It was Bret Hart. Okay. Which one did Flair start? Because I, he started 92. Okay. The first rumble that everybody had entrance music. Oh God, I, didn't pay I also wrote that. that down. That was, a, that was a big thing for me. I didn't even pay attention to that. I was more worried about it. So, you know, what y'all were doing with the entrance music is what I was doing with the names. I'm like, when did they start listening to everybody's name before they came in? I wrote down 96 as the first one. Yes. That's crazy to me that they went eight years. Yeah. And then they went until, oh, what did I say, oh, four, oh, five, something like that, until they started putting the names up. Like, the only. Like, I feel like that's something you would have thought about in at least like 95. The only two Rumbles to have a WWE Championship as the prize. 92. Yep. I say 92 and God. I think it it was a more modern one. 17? Yeah, somewhere around there. 17, 18? It's one of the two. I don't know. Oh, no, no, it was 16. It was 16 because that's when AJ came. 16. Roman started one. Yeah, Roman started one. I forgot who was two, and then AJ was three. And that was a big deal. It was like, oh, what if the TNA guy comes in and wins the belt on his first night type thing? What was the original name of the Royal Rumble? I didn't even know there was a different one, honestly. It was called the Royal Rumble at the first pay-per-view. But they had, it the, they had it on a Monday beforehand doing a test run of it. Oh, I didn't even know that. Boy, we watched the Rumbles, not the it was called, before. It's called Rumble Royale. Oh, that's fair. And who came up with this gimmick match? Was it was it Briscoe? Negative. It was one of his. It was one of his right hand men. Yeah, it's one of the like defense guys. I'm not gonna look it up. I don't know. Pat, I want to agree with Briscoe. Pat, Pat Patterson. Patterson. That's right. That was the yeah. Last one. Who was the first African American to win the Royal Rumble? Is it Kofi? No. I don't think Kofi ever won. Um. Oh, that's right. He just earned a shot from the gauntlet. I don't know why I thought that was a Rumble. First African American. The Rock Count. Okay, okay, because okay. I, I, like, I mean, because he's like what part Samoan, part African American, and part something else. Yep. Also, okay, one more because I just saw this one. In what decade did every Royal Rumble winner except for one go on to win the title at WrestleMania? Because I didn't even know this. I just saw it. I'm going to take a guess and say the 2000s. Yep, 2000 to 2010. You know the only person to not win it? No, I don't actually. Maybe it would have been Edge. 2008, John Cena. Uh He lost in a triple threat match. Uh, Interesting. All right, so our next segment 
Trey, you have so, something special for us. I have two questions for y'all. One, okay. I've been thinking about for like three weeks since we've been talking about this. One, uh, I ask all my wrestling friends every year, and I forgot about it this year until I saw it online. So, my first question is, who is y'all's favorite debut and or return at any Rumble ever? And which Rumble was it? I'm pretty sure I already answered this one. Yeah, obviously you kind of beat me to it. Yeah, 2020 Edge. It's probably my favorite. I'd probably say the same, because that's what got me back into wrestling. Yeah, so, y'all's 2020 Edge is my 2016 AJ, so... 2016 AJ was probably my second. Because well, like I, I, I told him Jacob I know, but I don't know if I told you, Dustin, but I stopped re- watching wrestling from... The, like 2010 to 2015 or 2016, right? Yeah, yeah. so I stopped in like 2010, but I still watched every now and then. I didn't watch anything from 2012 maybe 2013 to 2016. Like, I didn't watch a single episode. I didn't watch highlights. I didn't watch... Like, I didn't know who The Shield was when I came back in 2016. Like, I missed all of that. So, the fact that AJ is what brought me back to it is kind of like... That's why he's my favorite debut. Besides that... Besides AJ and Edge, you know, I really... really don't know. I think it would have to be the 2008 John Cena for me. Yeah. I got a weird one. All right. Okay. It was Booker T in 2011. <laughs> you know, okay, I forgot I all about. Why. I forgot all about 2011. That was Ed Booker T Diesel. There was Nexus. Well, it was CM Punk led Nexus. Yeah. The new Nexus. Yeah. <laughs> or so uh, why Booker T and why 2011? Well, Booker T returned in 2011. That's why 2011. But. I remember when I first started watching, Booker T wasn't in WWE anymore. And I wasn't really watching TNA at the time. So I wanted to see Booker T wrestle again, like live. And when he returned, I was so happy as a kid. So I was like, oh my god, he's going to be in WWE again. I'm going to be able to watch him. What was the year that uh, Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, they all all got into the Rumble? (laughs) Forget Byron Saxon, I think. Get... God, I just watched it last night too. Was it twenty thirteen? It was whichever one the forty man rumble was. Oh, twenty. That was twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. Something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I just I watched it last night as I was going to bed, and I was like, dude, why? Because <laughs> I think why? It, I think Lawler went first, and Michael Cole was making fun of him about getting in, and then Michael Cole's music hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for Pat McAfee to come back, and his entrance music hit, and he goes into the Rumble. Bro, I'm so upset that they got rid of Seven Nation Army for him because at WrestleMania that was the coolest thing. It was when the entire AT&T Stadium is singing along to Seven Nation Army. Yeah, and Pat McAfee is just out there just vibing and dancing and doing all whatever, and then he comes back and they change his music. So dumb. I. Pat McAfee has to be my favorite announcer ever. Like, I know that that's a hot take for sure because you got Jim Ross, you got Jerry Lawler, you got all these other good people. But Pat McAfee makes SmackDown entertaining to watch. That's fair. I agree. And with him being gone with the NCAA stuff going on, 
it it's it's been hard to watch SmackDown. Honestly, I think Raw's announced team is worse than SmackDown's. I don't know. I don't know the name of the the lead guy right now, but ever since they moved Michael Cole to SmackDown and they've been kind of fumbling the lead guy, it's been it's just not as good or not as interesting to me. I think they need to have Michael Cole and Corey Graves together nonstop. Yeah, I believe Corey Graves is the is the uh, lead guy right now on Raw. No, it's um some British. Yeah, Corey dude. Graves won't or English dude. Corey he Graves won't. won't yeah, he won't be a lead guy because he's a heel. The heels. He's got, yeah, he's the like the Jerry Lawler. Of yeah. Today. So like, like, or like the JBL, like the former wrestler that's just sides with the heels and talks shit all the whole. I'll time. be honest with you. You you talked about uh JBL's commentary during one of the Royal Rumbles. I think it was two thousand five <laughs> or two thousand seven. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was. Oh God, I had that written too. I think it was two thousand seven. Oh seven. Yeah, it was oh seven. But guys, oh his, my God. he gets on my nerves. I I hate to say it, but JBL's commentary is not good. It's for me, it's either hit or miss. Yeah, like 2007, he was just throwing shots at everybody. Like, he didn't care. Like, there was at one point they were talking about like the Edge and Matt Hardy feud, and then it was something like Edge stole Matt Hardy's spot or something, and then JBL's like, yeah, JBL's yeah, and he stole his girlfriend. I was like, oh my god. You remember that too? Oh my god, that was insane. It was like the most I don't know, that rumble just didn't click for me. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just slow paced or what. But I was I it got to a point I was just listening to JBL and not even watching. And I was like, okay, at that point it was like halfway through. I was like, I'm just gonna skip to the next one because I, I'm just gonna listen to JBL rag on everybody for an hour and a half and I'd rather just go on to two thousand eight. Another announcer I miss is Marlo Ronaldo. Oh my god, yes. If they could get him on Raw. Or even NXT again. Oh. See, I don't mind Vic Joseph. So if they put him on NXT and then get Vic on Raw, I'd be okay with that. I just the lead guy on Raw right now is just not it for me. Kevin Patrick, by the way. That's his name. Yeah. I just he's just not I enjoy Wade Barrett's commentary. Wade Barrett's commentary is pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Um Patrick is awful right now. Agreed. <laughs> I said something about hot take earlier, and hold I... on, I have I have not done. I have another question. Okay. I don't mean to interrupt, okay. but it's this this is the one I'm really more curious about. What is the Royal Rumble trope or tropes that annoy y'all the most? Tropes, yes, as in like every time like the Big Show comes out, they're like, "Oh my God, he's five hundred pounds! How is anybody gonna get him over?" But he gets uh... eliminated in every Rumble. It's like something that happens every year that just annoys you, and it's like they make a big deal out of it. Or it happens them, every year, they make a big deal out of it every year, and you're just like, dude, it's them, old. Them talking about number one and number two, like it's different. Dude, same. I felt that. Yeah. Like they're entering really at the wrong. same goddamn time. They're they're entering the same time. The bell rings at the same time for them. It's It's not different. <laughs> That that's mine. Jacob, what's yours? And you can have more than one, by the way. It's not like it has to be one. So if you have more than one, feel free to shoot it out too. I don't know. I've never really had a problem with how they do the rumble, but it would definitely be the the number one and two thing and also just like how the big guys get eliminated so fast, like y'all were explaining. 
That's probably it. Oh, I got one. Uh, okay. WWE does not, like, in the recent future they have been, but they don't, like, talk about other promotions. But when somebody comes from a different promotion after the contract ends, their music hits, they're like, is that who I think it is? It is. Yeah. Yeah, AJ. Yeah. I'm like, I think that was the first time they said anything, or at least that I remember about New Japan, because they mentioned him being IWGP champ. Yeah. But then they also said like world champion all over the world or something like he's that. He's been a champion everywhere he's been. Yeah. And it's like, bro. Which is true. But yeah. I mean, he has been. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Mine is definitely um the oh my god, like Every time Big Show come out, comes out, it's like, oh my god, how's anybody going to throw him over? Or the Great Khali. Like, the Great Khali's never won a Rumble. Every time he comes out, or Kane even, it's like, every time they come out, it's like, how's this guy that's never won the Rumble and gets eliminated every year going to be eliminated? He's too big! And it's like, bro, he gets eliminated every year the same way. Or, I got another one. When it, somebody hits their finisher in a Royal Rumble, Dude, and they're like, they, that's not going to get him over the top rope. <laughs> Now you gotta pick him up off the ground and throw him up like, bro. It's just... Yeah, that, I don't know, it's that's just one of those things. Thing. It's like, it's not a big deal, but then once you're... It's like... They, when, once you watch 35 rumbles. <laughs> well, I've always had a thing about the big... The big, uh... Like, how we're gonna get the big guy out. Because I notice that every year. But like you said, watching 35 rumbles in a row, and they start mentioning the same thing. It's like, have you ever seen anybody actually throw somebody out over the corner? Like over the turnbuckle, and maybe once. It's and it's every and like as a wrestler, that's kind of what they tell you. They tell you, hey, in a battle royale or a royal rumble or whatever version that promotion has, if you're not coming in or doing something with the guy coming in, find somebody get in the corner and just try to throw him over, you know, quote unquote, or beat him up and you know trade hits. But like, that's it's. They're always trying to throw somebody over the corner, and I don't think I've ever seen it. If it, like you said, it's like once or twice. I got one for you. What is one botch you have seen in a rumble that they tried to play off, like it wasn't? Oh God! Because I know mine right off the bat. I almost want to say Kofi last year messing yeah, up. Yeah, that's spot. exactly what I was thinking. When he... like nothing really stands out because like that's Kofi's thing like you know Kofi's not gonna win but you're like oh my god how does he do something he hasn't done before and then he didn't do it last year and I was like wait a minute that's it as soon as his both feet I saw both feet hit the ground I was like that wasn't supposed to happen that that's probably my the only botch thing I can remember I mean, there's a few where like they'll hit a move like Great Khali got some move done to him or he went to get thrown over and he like basically threw himself over. It was one of his first rumbles. He got a move, and then, like, he kind of dumped himself halfway over, and then whoever was supposed to eliminate him with the move had to run over and throw him over the rest of the way to try to cover it. But that's just because the Great Khali's bad. Right. Yeah. Alright, so I mentioned something about hot takes earlier. And we... Oh, hot, 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 hot! Hot, 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 hot! We have a special segment called Jacob's Hot Take. As okay. far as I remember, yesterday Jacob did not have a hot take <laughs> until today. So, Jacob, what's your hot take? 
So I don't necessarily agree with this. Okay, it's just something that popped in my head one day with all the Vince McMahon possibly taking over again, being the chairman, maybe taking creative over again. So this is my hot take. I said if Vince McMahon quietly, like, say, like, nobody knows that he takes over creative again. Uh, it's, like, never, like, reported on. If he takes over creative again without anyone knowing, I feel like very few would notice any difference in the quality of the show. And if somebody does notice, they're going to blame Triple H. That's, so my thing, that's a good one. I talked about this with Jacob whenever he first told me, and then I was like, never mind, save it for the podcast, because this is a good topic. Um, I think we would notice, because ever since H took over, the main card titles have got more of a push. Um, they're more prominent. They're making a big deal out of them. Like, J I think Jacob was talking about how the fact that, like, even Vince had one good storyline and the rest were kind of filler. But I think with the the mid-card titles um, would be the first thing to notice is ever since the first episode that Triple H took over, he started trying to boost the U.S. and Intercontinental titles again. Yeah, because he uh, he made Theory drop the Money in the Bank to a mid-card title. Yes. Which, my opinion, it was stupid. I understand why they did it. I stupid. honestly, I think, I thought it was stupid when it happened, but then Theory afterwards explaining it, I was like, okay, like that makes sense. And it's something I've always wanted to see anyway, but it's like, because I don't know if y'all watched the week after, or maybe it's like one of the backstage things after, but Theory was like, listen, Roman's up there doing his thing, like he's dominating everybody, I have to go through the entire bloodline to get that, like, why would I try to fight four people when I could just take... You know, take a shot at Seth Rollins when one, he's already down. One of the best wrestlers in the world. Well, but it was after Bobby Lashley, you know, destroyed him. Yeah. Um, so he's like, why would I fight, you know, the Usos and Solo and Sammy and then fight Roman? Because if I cash out on Roman, all four of them are coming out. He's like, that's dumb. He's like, I just take care of the guy that I've already beaten. I'm like, that, okay, can, that makes sense. Like, they explained it. It makes sense. I understand. I can agree with that, though. Like... I think we would notice just based off the mid card, and honestly NXT. Yeah, because if he gets his hands on creative, he's definitely going for NXT again. And we both, we all three know what happened last time. Vince got his hands on NXT. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that would. I think we would notice, honestly. That's fair. Going, going back, Austin Theory. I'm so glad they got rid of that damn selfie gimmick. Me too. I, I'm a big... It was cool at first. Yeah, it was. I'm a big Austin Theory guy. Like, I have been since he was in ML, MLW. But the, the selfie gimmick, every match, he was taking selfies of himself. And I was like, oh man, that's too much. I did love his spot with Stone Cold getting stunnered, though. That was great. Okay. Kind of off topic, but since Jacob is here, I have a question for you since we went to Mania both nights. Okay. Do you think that 
Cody Rhodes or um, Stone Cold got a bigger pop the first night? Man. The first night, not the second night. Right. I really think Cody Rhodes got the bigger pop. See, I say that, and everyone's like, no, there's no way Cody got a bigger pop than Stone Cold. I'm like, no, trust me. Just The night. second night, that second Stone Cold pop when nobody knew he was coming out. That was a good one. It was like shaking the entire stadium. That was in, that was the Stone Cold pop everybody's looking for. Just listening to it live, like watching WrestleMania live, you could tell that Cody got the bigger pop. Oh, yeah. Cause I, like I said, it's that Stone Cold pop goes off of the fact that nobody knows he's about to come out. Everybody so, knew Cody was coming out, but there was still that chance like Vince McMahon could fuck him. it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Vince McMahon could royally mess up and not sign Cody Rhodes, and he's not going to show up. Exactly. And Seth Rollins be going against somebody like Swaggle. Yeah, but then, <laughs> and like I said, we all knew Stone Cold was coming out, so it's like okay, like it's cool to see Stone Cold, but we all know. But then that second night when we didn't know he was coming out, it was like. Holy shit, he's here. This is crazy. And they got yeah, that and nobody believes me because they're like, oh, I don't think Cody Rhodes got a bigger pop. And I'm like, I swear to you, he did that first night. Now, if we're comparing first night and second night, nah, Stone Cold blew him out of the water. But that first night, that first night, it was so much louder. Yeah, I agree. All right, so Trey, I think you are up for Yes, the wrestler. Excited for this one. So, I gave y'all two ways to do it. Are y'all wanting to compete? Or y'all wanting to work together and figure it out? I feel like we should work together because if you, if, say you do the accomplishments thing and, like, he gets it, but you don't say he gets it yet, he's still going to be guessing other wrestlers. I that That's part of the gamble. If you if you got it and you're confident in it, you, can, you don't have to change. If y'all both get it, I'm going to stop it there. I'll say that. Yeah. If y'all both get it, I'll stop it. But, like, if Jacob gets it and you don't have it, I'll keep going and Jacob can change his mind. But if not, he can stick through it all the way through. So that's up to y'all. I'll leave it up to you, Jacob. I'd like to work together, honestly. Okay. Tell me whenever y'all are ready. I got the first one. Ready. Dustin, you good? Yep, I'm good. All right, so... He was an NWA, NWA World Heavyweight Champion twice. We're going right off the bat with it, huh? Yes, sir. Okay. Also, Jacob, I don't know if you know, but you can take notes on your phone or your computer or whatever. You can keep a list. Just no Googling. Right. Okay. He was a TNA World Tag Team Champion one time. And then he was the NWA World Tag Team Champion twice. Okay, so yeah, two-time NWA World Champion, a TNA Tag Champion, and an NWA Tag Champion. Yes, I have an idea. Okay, I. Uh... What I what I was thinking after the TNA Tag Team Champion was Sting. That's, that's that that was right my now. thought. 
Is that your final answer or I... final guess? Uh, we get three guesses. Yeah, yeah. So you get the final guess, and then I'll go again if it's wrong, and then y'all get another final guess, and then oh. the third one's the one that actually is like, okay, y'all are done. I'm a, you want to say Sting first? Sure. Sting. That would be incorrect. Ooh. Okay. Are you ready for the, the rest? Yep. <clears throat> it was a one-time WWE Tag Team Champion. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right, he was the PWI Tag Team of the Year in 2012. Tag Team of the Year? Yes, so this sir. is a tag wrestler. Like, he's... Okay. Okay, and he was in WWE United States Champion twice. All right, I'm asking y'all's second guess now. I think I know who it is. Just the companies he's been with and like everything else. Jacob, I think I think we gotta go our truth here. It, yeah, we definitely do. That's correct. <laughs> oh my god! You want to know what was throwing me for a loop? The NWA. I forgot that TNA started with the NWA yeah. championship. <laughs> That's exactly why I started with it. <sighs> yeah, uh, my tenth one was going to be he's a fifty-four time twenty-four seven champion. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> if we got to if we got to number ten, that that would so, give it away. Good job. Oh yeah, that, that's yeah. See, all right. Let me look up my other one really quick, so I can go down to all his accomplishments because there are a lot. I was thinking, like, who was in the 80s that was also a tag team? <laughs> That's what I was <laughs> That's why I started with NWA. What, oh, there's so many of these. What gave it away for me <sighs> was the United States Championship, along with all that other stuff. Yeah. I was debating on doing it, and then you said, oh, he's a tag wrestler. I'm like, all right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to be a fun one, boys. Tell me whenever y'all are ready. I'm ready. Me too. All right. He was an IWGP heavyweight champion one time. Okay. He was the PWI Feud of the Year in 2003 and 2015. 2003 and 2015? Yes, sir. Oh, Lord. And he was the PWI Wrestler of the Year in 2002 and 2014. Oh, God. I, I have an idea. I, I know okay. who it is. Just that span. Yeah. All right. Is it Brock Lesnar? Yes. That's, that's what I was thinking, too, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from the WWE stuff because I was giving it away. The... The whole, like, 2002 and then 2014, like, those are his, like, debut yeah. years, so. All right, well, that was quicker than I thought. <laughs> I was about to start going into NCAA stuff. 
Oh, and try to trick me like I tricked you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I figured you wouldn't know the IWGP stuff. Oh, I know he won against Shinsuke for the IWGP championship. I just misspelled this guy's name. It's cool. Man, if y'all get this one, I'm about to get if y'all get this one quick, I'm gonna have to pick another one. Shane <laughs> <Bane> Douglas. <laughs> I thought about it, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> just to just to be that guy. Oh, there's there's, there's somebody scrolling in the bottom. Alright, alright, alright. Oh. Hey, tell me when y'all are ready. Ready. He was an NWA World Heavyweight Champion one time. Okay. He was the WCW United States Champion twice. Okay. And then a WCW World Heavyweight Champion six times. Not Booker T. He was the five time five time. And I can't even think of people that's held that title that much. Me neither. Not too knowledgeable on WCW either. Is it Vader? Like a final guess? I don't. I don't remember how many times Vader won the, the I don't championship. Think he would have won it six times. Mm. Uh, do you think Flair would have won it six times? No, Flair won he eight. Won the NW, he would have won the NWA one a lot more too. The United States Championships is the one messing me up. Me too. If you think Vader won that much, we could go with it. You know, thinking about it, um, Sting also has NWA Championship one time. And he won that title. He won the WCW Championship a lot more than Bader did. Oh, um, okay. I lied. He's a two-time NBA World Heavyweight Champion. I don't know why it's listed under different... I think it might be Sting, but that would be my guess. Yeah, I'm gonna go, we're gonna go with that first guess, Sting. That is correct. <laughs> it has it, sorry, it has the NWA under TNA and under NWA. Oh, uh, so like the reboot right. and then the original? Well... It has it under Jim Crockett promotion slash WCW. Oh, so he probably won it with them first. And then yeah, he also and then won it has TNA. it under NWA TNA. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, that was weird. Well, shit. Yeah, because Sting won the NWA championship in his last run with TNA. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I split it up like he that. He won it as the Joker. Yeah. Man, let me let me think of somebody that's gonna get y'all. And we're three for three. 
Sweet. Maybe we should have gone against each other. You <laughs> probably would have won. <laughs> I got one for you. Oh my lord. I'll just cut most of this out on the... Uh... Yeah, it's all good. I am too. Alright, <clears throat> tell me whenever y'all are ready. I'm good. Ready. Alright, he was an NWA World Heavyweight Champion one time. Okay. He was... <laughs> See, some of these promotions is cracking me up. <laughs> He's a two-time Slammy Award winner. Useless info. Keep going. <laughs> I know what one of these were. One of the Slammies is the Outstanding Achievement of Baby Oil Application. Okay, sorry, I saw that and I, I had to. Alright, he is the New York Post Match of the Year one time. I'm still in this baby oil. Right? I remember that. Right, I'm going to need a guess from y'all. <laughs> He's got to be current. Because I, I remember that. It's got to be a current wrestler. NWA world champ, though. I only know of one inside WWE right now that's won that title. What? I didn't even know that was a thing. First off. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to. This is all you. <laughs> I just I I don't know. I'm just gonna be oil. I was thinking of that one guy in AEW. His name's like Michael Tozawa or something. <laughs> That's You need to guess, but I don't know who to guess. Oh my god, I'm crying. NWA World Champ. Has Goldust won the NWA title? I don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. Goldust. Incorrect. Okay. I'll get some more <laughs> info. Oh my god. He was the PWI Match of the Year winner twice, 2019 and 2022. God, I didn't realize one of those matches was 2019. Oh, this, we just went over this last week. Or not last week, but we just went over this. Either we went over it in the podcast or we talked about it. And now I know who it is. <laughs> you want to guess? Cody Rhodes. Correct. <laughs> It was his dashing gimmick, wasn't it? 
No, uh, which one? 2019? No, the uh, baby oil. Oh, the baby oil, probably. It was 2010. It had it. <laughs> yeah, it had yeah. a Ben's dashing gimmick. Crazy. I didn't know that was a thing. Didn't either. I, didn't <laughs> All right, I got one more for y'all, and then we can. This one might get y'all. This one's either going to get y'all, or y'all are going to get it faster than any of the other ones. If I could spell. <clears throat> All right. Let me scroll down, and we got the last, last one. Let me find one that y'all will actually know. All right. Tell me whenever y'all are ready. Ready. He was an ECW champion twice. Re <clears throat> Reboot or original? It does not say. It just says champion, so I'm assuming it's a reboot, but I don't honestly know. If it just says ECW champion, it's probably reboot. That's what I'm thinking too, but I honestly don't know. I guess keep it with an open mind. Okay. He was an NWA World Heavyweight Champion twice. All right. And he is a triple crown champion. NWA and ECW. Reboot, maybe. How many times uh, NWA? Two, I believe he said. Yes, two. I'm thinking two right now. Thinking but I think... Conrad. You're thinking who? I'm thinking of, like, a lot. If it's reboot, I'm thinking Matt Hardy or Christian. But I'm not sure if Matt Hardy's a triple crown or if he's a grand slam. Christian's a good guess. Are you asking for a guess right now? Yes, that's three. Uh, I think Christian would be our best bet for first guess. I, I'm going to say Christian. Okay, y'all no longer working together. I hear you here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Christian. It was kind of for the record, Christian is also a Grand Slam. Is he? He was the 11th Grand Slam and the 23rd Triple Crown. Okay, now I got to see if Matt Hardy's a Triple Crown. I don't, I, don't won, I don't think he's won U.S. or Intercontinental. But he's won the U.S. He's won the U.S. Say, okay, but I say then he is. He is a triple crown. Yeah. Unless you count the Cruiserweight and then he's a Grand Slam. He did win the ECW. Let's just look. We can just click Grand Slam and find out. Michaels, H, Kane, Jericho, Angle, Eddie, Van Dam, Booker T, Jeff Hardy, JBL, Christian, and Big Show. So he's not. Okay. Oh, hold on. There's a revised format. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, I like the way they used to do it. Used to was a world champ and then a tag champ. Um, and then intercontinental and then either European or hardcore. Now it's universal or heavyweight and, and then a tag and then intercontinental or US. And see, Matt Hardy's won the hardcore and European. So under the revised. So under the revised, he though. So, under the revised, it's Angle, Eddie, Edge, Big Show, Miz, Daniel Bryan, Jericho, Ambrose, Reigns, Orton, Rollins, Jeff Hardy, Kofi, Ray, and AJ. Okay. So, what is... Is Matt Hardy missing the... He's probably missing the... He's missing. WWE or the World Heavyweight. Oh, no, he has the ECW. He has the ECW. doesn't count. It doesn't? Nope. It's either WF, WWE, or the World Heavyweight, which is the big gold. Oh. Or the... WWE, FWE, or the Universal, which both Roman has both right now. All right, Trey. The CW one does not count. 
you are up for final segment. Okay. The fact that I type today and it automatically pops up with what I want is amazing. And then I can't click it. All right, we got options, boys. We got 1997, 1998, 2014. That's it. The rest are lame. So 97, 98, or 2014. 2002's lame? I mean, yeah, not really, but yes. It's just a rumble winner, you know? Let's just go with one. Let's go, for, I guess, 2014. All right. On this day in wrestling history, in the year 2014, the future WWE Hall of Famer and newly minted Hollywood star Batista made his return to the WWE when he declared his entry to the Royal Rumble, which he later went on to win. And then, on the same show, CM Punk uh, wrestled his last WWE match. Oh, I forgot about that. And he walked out of the company after the Royal Rumble on six days. All right, guys. Jacob, thanks for joining us. Um, we might have to try make this like a regular pay-per-view type of thing. I'd be down, honestly. Sure, me too. Um, Appreciate y'all having me. Thank you for being the first guest on a Stable Connection podcast. And thank you, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, next week we're gonna be it's gonna be kind of a weird schedule. I think we're recording Thursday and we're either dropping it Friday or Saturday because me and Trey are going to the Royal Rumble in San Antonio. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, join us next week as well when we go over more Royal Rumble stuff and probably our predictions for the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, uh, we got a little. A little something cooking up for that. Anyways, guys, this has been Dustin and Trey with special guest Jacob. Thank you for joining us, and peace out.